Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way. Their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Hey folks, welcome to the Mississippi Minute. Reminding you, there's certainly many wonderful, cool, cool things to do. Flat out fun here in Mississippi. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out more. Alright, today's guest I became fast pals with recently at a mutual friends charity event in Boston, Michael Aruzioni's. So you know we're talking hockey. And some serious, serious, legendary, historic stuff. My guest attended Boston University in the late 70s, where he was the team captain his junior and senior years. He was named All-East Team, All-New England, All-American, Team MVP, Bean Pot MVP, and I ain't talking red beans, although I am getting hungry thinking about it. NCAA Tournament MVP and Cochran Award winner not once, but twice. He also roamed the ice. And man, did he ever for Team USA in the 1979 Ice Hockey World Championships Tournament in Moscow that led to, once he graduated, to the historical Team USA 1980 Winter Olympic team that changed the world. Three days prior to the Olympics against the Soviet Union in an exhibition game, he did go on to injure his left knee, which uh, was a challenge. And this forced him out in the opening game against Sweden. I can remember it like I was, uh, like it was yesterday. He returned for the famous Miracle on Ice game against the Soviet Union in the first game of the medal round. And man, did he make his impact noticed. He spent eight years in the NHL with the Chicago Blackhawks, finished his pro career with the New Jersey Devils, and his business career has been equally, to say the least, as efficient and prolific. He returned to Chicago after his retirement from hockey. He went on to the financial services business for the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, and he founded the Beanpot Financial Services with former NHL player Jack Hughes. There's so many incredible things that makes this man tick. I have always known him as O.C., as the world has, looking forward to celebrating him right now in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, the one and only O.C., Jack O'Callahan. What's up, Jack? Hi, Steve. That was quite an introduction. I'll tell you, I'm just, I, I was getting exhausted just listening to I it. I know. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> How's my old golf buddy partner doing? You I'm good? I'm doing well. Yeah, doing well. I'm getting ready to, uh, in the next couple of days, I'll, we'll be up at the uh, Dan Jansen's tournament, so another Olympic uh, athlete uh, yeah. like Mike Rizzioni, you know, stepping up for some uh, 
kids, you know, and their families, kids with cancer. So uh, it's always great to have an opportunity to just kind of show up and support those guys. And I'm looking sure. forward to seeing everybody this weekend. Well, we're supposed to be there, but we have a music festival that I put on down in the Delta, actually on the hallowed ground of where Muddy Waters lived. So it's called. Oh, my gosh. So I that's love Muddy Waters, yes. man. Obviously, long time in Chicago. Always. Loved, sure. You know, that, that, that kind of music. And, uh, you know, I have this great. This great uh, iPod Touch, believe it or not, about 4,000 live songs on it that a buddy of mine from Chicago gave me. And there's a whole set at the Double Door with Muddy Waters playing. And wow. that night at the at the old Chicago Stadium, the Stones were playing. It's going to be in the like the early 70s or 60s, and the whole thing's recorded. And Muddy's playing, you know, and, and playing wow. to the crowd. And then Jagger and walks in and Keith Richard and uh, they have they do a whole couple sets it's pretty phenomenal phenomenal music well you know the impact that he made on them I mean he was a huge influence and didn't even know it across the pond and also I wonder if Buddy Guy was he playing with Muddy then do you remember yeah so yeah Buddy, Buddy's got uh, Buddy Guy's place he's at his own bar um, sure. down I mean he's another you know old time jazz musician and um his bar, his bar is like at 8th Street in Wabash in Chicago, a little kind of south loop area, but pretty close to downtown. And they have different musicians in there entertaining all the time. When I was living, I live in Florida now, but um, in Chicago for quite a while. And I used to, uh, yeah, I've been to uh, Buddy Guys a few times too. And, uh, you know, Chicago is a pretty, pretty good music town. Oh, man, are you kidding? You know, there was this sort of direct correlation between the Mississippi Delta and Chicago. Um, uh, I mean, and I've grown up. In the as a little kid, I would always hear a lot of our blues locals that had family there that would go play there. Folks from Chicago would come play down in the Delta. I mean, so there was almost like this. Um, I mean, it was just like this train that took you straight from here to there and back. Uh, that you know, it changed the music world. All right, listen, we're, music, right? yeah, yeah, we yeah. can talk about music. You and me, all, all you know, you know, the, forever. The, the last, the last quick thing though, it's, it's sure. also on the way from the Mississippi. Delta all the way to Chicago, you know where they they first stopped? St. Louis. Yeah, that's true. St. Louis Blues, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's all there. Boy, it lives and breathes. Still there. Hey, so talking to Jack O'Callaghan, OC. OC, first of all, uh, with you and Rizzo growing up, did you guys, were you guys good friends growing up, or were you heavily uh, competing? So, and I, did, no, we didn't really meet till college. You know, we only grew up about a mile and a half from each other. Mike's a couple years older than me, and then I, I started to get to know who he was, really, when I was probably a, a junior in high school, and um, he was a freshman at BU that year, and I remember we played him in a, in a summer game. Um, you know, we had pretty good teams in my little town of Charlestown where I grew up, and we played him in a summer game. I remember seeing this guy out there with white skates, you know, um, kind of a showboat a little bit with the white skates. And uh, I asked the guy, one of my buddies from Charleston, I said, who's that kid? He goes, that's Mike Arizioni. He's going to BU next year. So he went to BU, and then two years later I went there. So we were two years apart, and, and we became buddies in college, good friends, and then with the Olympic year and everything was was terrific. We really, you know, sealed our relationship. I got to know his wife Donna really well, and, and he, and to this day, you know, forty whatever years later, yeah, Mike and I talk, you know, on a regular basis. Our wives are really close, close buddies, and it's been a really, really great friendship. Wow, you know, so hockey in the Mississippi Delta, it 
it didn't exist, right? I mean, we didn't have mm-hmm. that. We played football, basketball, baseball, track, tennis, you know, whatever. The regular sports, and it was a big deal. Still, still, obviously, football, the impact in the SEC, and the athletes are insane still. That's what we do down here. But I'm going to tell you, I know where I was, what couch I was on, what part of the couch, what the fabric looked like and felt like when I watched that entire Olympics and my dad and my friends. And, you know, we were in a Cold War and things were extremely hostile and frantic. And we had host, you know, hot, the Iran hostage crisis. Yeah. There was so much going on in the world that was, you know, the, 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 our, our economy, the uh, inflation. The no gas. I mean, it was an insane time. And even as a young kid r- growing up, I remember it all and how important it was to me personally and everybody that I knew. So as, as you guys are sort of you're, you're on this team and the movie, you know, when folks watch the movie and Kurt and, and you guys and you had a huge part to do. I want to talk about how the movie came about, because I know that you were extremely influential in that ever happening. As we roll down a Mississippi Minute, go to visitmississippi.org. So many cool things to do. I can't wait to share with my guest today, the legendary Jack O'Callaghan, OC, Miracle on Ice, 1980 hockey team, the tough guy. Oh, yeah. Here in Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio, I want you to be tough on that. Folks, I'm Steve Azar, and this is pretty cool. The Interactive Teller Machine, or ITM, is Guarantee Bank's latest and greatest way to serve us customers more effectively and conveniently. ITMs provide personal face-to-face interaction with a live bank teller without having to leave the comfort and safety of your car. You can conduct almost any transaction as you would inside, including deposits, withdrawals, check cashing, account transfers, and even loan payment. Give the new ITM system at Guarantee Bank a try. And as always, thank you for trusting Guarantee Bank with all your banking needs. For more information, go to GBT online.com guarantee bank member fdic whether you're a rebel a bulldog a golden eagle or just a sports fan super talk mississippi has got a podcast for you for you Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. You can hear the show Saturday afternoons 1 until 3 right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gary Klein and Kelly Jordan are our pros from the Bassmaster Elite Series. Mr. Whitetail Larry Wysoon takes care of all of our big game needs. Plus, Tom Dockin and Ronnie Smith will help you build a better bird dog. Not to mention the fact that we just have a whole heck of a lot of fun with a lot of great guests. I hope you'll be a regular. Hey, we'll see you in the camp house this Saturday at 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. 
Fox News Radio. Late breaking, up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop, and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton, Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com. Gulf Seafood Outlet, your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet, seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet, Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. Physical therapy and balance spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L wants to help you fight the fall. They are offering a free over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Now through the end of October, the assessment will be able to determine your potential fall risk. Physical of Jackson understands the importance of good balance for independent living and want you to be able to love your life. Call Physical of Jackson at 601-487-2260 today for your free over-the-phone fall assessment screening. A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering storewide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas or take up to 12 months to pay interest-free with approved credit. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood in front of J.C. Penney. O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Steve Azar with Jack O'Callaghan, Miracle on Ice, O.C., Legendary, legendary stuff. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out more legendary stuff. You keep Mississippi beautiful studio. Was it ever a feeling that you guys were in the middle of something greater than the game? It was still, it was still a hockey game for us, you know, and all of it was hockey, right? I and mean, we, 
There really weren't any Americans playing in the NHL. There might have been three or four, but it was sort of a Canadian-run league with Canadian coaches and Canadian GMs. And, and uh, we were all really good college players. And um, it was sort of, for me, I know for sure, it was sort of the, going to be the end of my real hockey career. You know, four years in college, graduate, Olympic year, bang, go to business school, right? Go to law school, get on with my life. So for us, it was like that. It was that much fun, right? The end of it for the most part. Um, yeah, I didn't really want to spend uh, 10 years playing in the minor leagues. You know, I wanted to get on and do something. So we traveled a lot. We represented the United States. So that was a really good, great thing that we had going on. But, you know, you, you got to understand, and you know this too, and we're not too far apart in age, but all that stuff that was going on back then, you know, that was just our lives. You know, we weren't really thinking about, wow, how much better it could be. I mean, we grew up, you know, in the Vietnam era with protests mm -hmm. and, and all the racism and, you know, the Kennedys getting shot and Martin Luther King getting shot shot and you know all these guys and politicians are getting shot and this protesting and then you kind of move forward into that with Nixon and, and all that and you just keep going down the road um you know it's just with our lives you know there's a the cold war you know we practice like hiding out in bomb shelters I mean that was what you did in school I mean they used to do a bomb shelter training <laughs> anyway we just live that way and when we're playing hockey it's like you know it's sort of a for us it was a bit of an escape you know we could go play hockey and it was fun we're in the USA jersey we played 60 or so games or 55 games prior to seven Olympic Games. And, yeah, you know, it was great. I mean, we didn't really know what was going on as much as um, the rest of the country did. But we were in this little village in upstate New York. And in 1980, you know, there was no ESPN. There was no cable TV, CNN, none of that stuff. So we were only, our, the only news we were getting, like local papers that didn't really tell you anything. And we'd get three-day-old New York posts that were being delivered to Lake Placid from New York City, you know, by stagecoach probably, yeah. right? So... So we really didn't have a lot of a lot of that experience. The real thing that hit us, I think, was we played well. You know, we lost to the Russians in Mass Square Garden. We went back, then we kind of tie Sweden, and two days later we beat the Czechs, and two days later so. We start developing some momentum over over a five ten day period, playing five games, and people are watching because you know it's on it's on East Coast time. It comes on after the seven o'clock news, right? I mean, every night at seven o'clock you can watch the Olympic hockey team, and we're playing great. So yeah, all that stuff was awesome because people were watching like you, and then they started sending us telegrams. Again, no internet, no email, no texting, you know, no TikTok, none of that stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting, like, um, Western Union telegrams, and it's a, there's a scene in the movie where you yeah. see us walking on the ice to play the Russians, and all these telegrams are taped on the wall as we're going out, and that was... That That's was what y'all were tapping? That was, That's what y'all were tapping? Yeah, that really the, happened. Ah. I mean, I... Yeah, it was unbelievable. And I, I, remember, I remember coming in like in the morning of the Russian game or even the day before we played the Russians to so say it was the Thursday, February 20th or something, or 21st. And I remember I, we, I walked into the locker room area and they had these like, they had, you know, probably a 12-foot ceiling or maybe 10-foot ceiling. And it was wallpapered with these Western Union, you know, what are they, about three and a half inches by maybe five inches, right, telegrams. They were all taped on the wall, and it was wallpapered, and I couldn't believe it. And I said to the trainers, I said, wow, where did these come from? And he's like, I go, there's like, there's like a million of them. He goes, Jack, that's nothing. Come here. And he took me over to another room like a, where they had an extra locker where we used to stay, so they were storing this stuff. And he opens the door, and there had to be like 40 more boxes of telegrams in there stacked on top of each other. He says, we didn't have room for all of them. You know, we can only, put, we can only cover the walls around our locker room. Uh, it was unbelievable. So... Yeah. That, that was sort of that, you know, Stevie, that was, a, that was a real, for me, it was like, that was the kind of big thing that I said, holy cow, the rest of this country, they're really watching and paying attention. Well, even to take the time to do it, to send that yeah. in, I mean, that's yeah. a, that's the impact that you guys yeah. were making. Um, yeah. You know, you, you bring up an interesting point. 
Uh, and, and I want to ask, there's two questions. One was, you get hit, I mean, you get hurt in the exhibition game. Yeah. What part of the game did it happen, and, and ex- how serious was the extent of the injury? Well, it happened, uh, we were playing the Russians in Madison Square Garden, and they're killing us. And, uh, you know, I was pretty competitive, very competitive person as an athlete. And uh, so we're probably losing like 6-1 to one or something like that. And I'm, I'm in a bad mood about it. And, you know, I'm doing everything I can. It's probably in the second period. I'm doing everything I can to make it 6-2. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, we lost 10-3. to three. It could have been 100-3. to three. But, yeah, so I just came right, kind of racing up ice and kind of, you know, made a play and cut across the middle. I was a defenseman. And this Russian with his, you know, big butt Russian came across with his big butt. And he just kind of caught me on my left knee. Um, you know, will below my left knee, and I, you know, I, it felt like my leg disengaged from my body and went into the stance. Oh, <laughs> it was pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So they carried me off the ice, et cetera, et cetera, and you know, I'm out of the game. And then we go back to Lake Placid, and you know, one thing leads to another with uh, seeing all the doctors and stuff. And Herbie had to get the roster in by like two days, so I had to really train very hard for two two days until the rosters went in. And you know, I had this doctor Dick Stedman, who's a Vale Vale, Colorado, the Stedman class. Sure, sure. Dr. We know Stedman. he is, yeah. Yeah, you know Dr. Stedman. So yeah. if it wasn't, wasn't with Dick Stedman, I don't play in that thing because these other doctors, like I had torn ligaments, medial collateral ligaments. They were torn, but they they weren't. They were like more more stretched than torn. And, um, you know, these other doctors were like, he's done, he's done, he's done. Well, when Stedman came in, Stedman was like, okay. And I could tell when he walked in, it was like, you know, the, the waters passed, right? All the other doctors got out of the way because here comes this guy, Dick Stedman, who was like, you know, he was the um, he was sort of the, the Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux of uh, orthopedic surgeons, you know, sure. back in those days. So anyway, he just started working me out a little bit, and he told me, you know, things, I don't go on too much, but he says, I think you can play. These guys don't. You're going to prove them wrong. Here's what I want you to do. You're going to work out for an hour with this trainer. Then you're going to go take you know, ice your knee and this and that. Then you're going to go lay down for an hour and a half. Then he's going to wake you up again. You're going to work out for an hour, ice your knees down. You're going to go take an hour and a half nap. Boom. You're going to do this for the next two days. And then wow. and I did this like every, it was like a three-hour increments, but it was like hour, hour, workout, workout, rest, workout, rest. And when I came back an hour or two before her, we had to put the roster in, Stedman gets down and he checks my range of motion and my strength and all this stuff. And it, he had this smile on his face and I was like, yeah. good. He goes, you did everything I asked Jack. And he turns to the other dogs, he goes, check this out. And um, they couldn't believe how I had recovered, but he had this theory that competitive athletes can overcome injuries because they'll do whatever it takes uh, on their re- rehabilitative schedule to get wow. back on the field to play. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was an amazing experience. Well, really well, think was. about it back then. When you would have any sort of injury, they would rest you forever after surgery. Yeah. Talking to Jack O'Callaghan, OC. OC, so if you say you can't go, or if Stedman says no, was it Coxie? Was it him up next? You know, I don't know. I mean, it never came to that, right? So it probably it probably would not have been Ralph just because Ralph was a forward. You know, I was a defenseman, so they were probably – I don't know, man. I really don't know who it would have been. There's a lot of speculation that goes on about it, but um, even to this day, some guys are like, yeah, I think it would have – it might have been Jack Hughes who ended up being my, my business partner. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, but yeah, as it turned out, I mean, I just, you know, I, I, um, I missed two games. You know, the movie had the, the dramatic effect of my character coming back against the Russians. But, um, the reality was I, I missed two games and I, um, the first game against Sweden, I'm on the, like Herbie had told me, he's like, listen, man, you're not going to play as much as you would normally, you know, cause I was over the 55 games that we played, I probably only played about 45 of them cause I had to, you know, everybody gets injuries during the year or you miss yeah. a few games or whatever. 
But I was like the leading scorer and defenseman on the team. I led the team in penalty minutes. You know, I was played power play. I mean, I played a lot. And so now I hurt my knee, and Herbie's like, you're not going to play as much, that, as much as you used to. And he says, and if you're going to just kind of be, you know, crabbing at me about it, and he says, I'm just going to, like, send you home. He says, I need you to help me, like, get this team playing and, you know, be on the bench with me until you're ready to play. And he goes, I don't know when that's going to be, Jack. But he goes, I need your help to stay on top of these guys. And, uh, you know, almost become sort of a bit of a coach and a lead, you know, a leader or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, I'll do whatever I can to stay in Lake Placid. You know, my parents are coming up and everything else. So yeah. I already spent the money and bought the tickets. Anyhow, um, so I did that. So you think about this, right? In the first game, every night they test two guys for drug tests back in, even in 1980, you know, random drug tests. Wow. Random drug and I'm on the bench in my, like, my Olympic kind of, like, you know, ski suit kind of thing that they had, Levi's had given us. And um, game's over, and I'm coming off the bench, and we tied Sweden. They grabbed me and drug tested me, random drug tests, you know, because they're probably thinking I'm an injured guy. Who knows what they're shooting into my knee, right? Yeah. You know, there's all these, like, illegal banned substances. So they randomly test the guy that's injured. You know, it was so ridiculous. But anyway, I, I survived the drug test. Anyway, pretty, well, so the uni- the uniforms I saw them on the on the movie, if they were that tight, they were sort of the uh, the onslaught to spandex. You know that, don't you? In the eighties, yeah, you know? they're, 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 yeah. <laughs> they, they let into spandex. Yeah, yeah sure they did. Because you guys were you guys were setting the trend. You didn't even know yeah, it. They we were just trendsetters. <laughs> yeah, cowboy hats and boots and Levi jeans. And, yeah, I love we're it. I love that. Yeah. I'm talking Jack O'Callaghan, OC. You're in the. Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. Visit Mississippi.org is the place to go. I can't wait to have Jack O'Callaghan on Mississippi Delta Soul. He's going to have to come to our Delta Soul or, or or else. That's the way I see No, I didn't say that because I know I know as the guy that was in the penalty box a lot, and I want to talk about yeah. that in a minute, there's a reason for that. So, I, so I'm so i treading on uh, crazy waters. Hey, Jack, you get to play DJ. We are the birthplace of American music. Down here in Mississippi, would you like to hear in the break, B.B. King or Muddy Waters? You know, you're talking about two of my favorite guys, so uh, why don't we go with B.B. King? You got it. With Jack O'Callaghan, legendary 80 Miracle on Ice hockey team, USA, changed our world for the good. O.C. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 85. Tonight, mostly clear conditions, low around 63. A beautiful day for your finally Friday on tap. Sunny skies, high near 87. Friday evening, mostly clear, low around 64. And looking into Saturday, sunny skies, high near 88. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. 
At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, Insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Big Pop invites you to the Capital City Gun Show this weekend, Saturday, October 9th. Show hours will be 9 to 5. Sunday, October 10th. Show hours will be 10 to 5. There'll be plenty of buying, selling, trading, gun appraisals. All federal, state, local laws must apply. And this fall, we're adding football to the big screen to see. I-55 South, Elton Road exit at the Wahhabi Shrine Temple. Adult admissions $8. Kids 6 to 11 $2. See y'all this weekend at the Capital City Gun Show. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Pfizer's COVID vaccine is fully approved for those 16 and older and remains authorized for emergency use in kids between 12 and 15. As Fox's Evan Brown explains, that could change. Pfizer is officially requesting emergency authorization for kids as young as five, saying that when they get two rounds of a lower dose, they develop robust immunity against coronavirus disease. And on the Senate floor discussing America's withdrawal from Afghanistan, Senator Roger Wicker said that testimony from our nation's top military leaders made clear something he'd known all along. President Biden not only ignored their advice, which he has the power to do as commander in chief of the armed forces, but that he then misrepresented that advice to the American people. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, told Wicker that the withdrawal has caused damage to American alliances around the world. Is your business or home protected from power outages? Hurricanes cause widespread outages, with some lasting days and even weeks. Don't wait for a hurricane to hit. Prepare today with a standby residential or commercial generator from Taylor Power Systems. Give yourself an advantage over power outages with a Taylor Power standby generator. Give us a call today at 601-922-4444. 
I just love sports, and I especially love my sport, Brian. Brian is my superhero on the weekends because he is a barbecue grill master. That boy knows how to heat up some charcoal. Woo! We just love it when we smell that delicious Polk smoked sausage on the grill. Whether it's Polk's original smoked with a hint of sage, Polk's Cajun with a kick of Cajun seasoning, or Polk's garlic and green onion with, well, garlic and green onions. Tell your sport you want Polk's on his grill. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. I want fun. Mistletoe Marketplace. Join us November 3rd through 6th for the 41st annual premier holiday shopping experience at the Mississippi Trademark in Jackson. As you may know, each year Mistletoe Marketplace offers unique shopping and entertainment. We have special events throughout Mistletoe Marketplace that are sure to excite those young and the young at heart. Buy your tickets today to join the festivities. Funds raised through this beloved event make it possible for the Junior League of Jackson to host over 30 community projects and initiatives. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. As I stumble down a Mississippi Minute, visit Mississippi.org is not a stumbling ground. It is sacred ground. Check it out. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I'm so excited to have one of the greatest, a part of the greatest sports moment. Forget sports. Life moment. It's bigger than sports. We all know it, uh, 1980 Miracle on Ice hockey team. And I was always a fan of, the, uh, I, you know, on my phone, there's Goodfellas. I can tell everybody, I'm going to have a confession. There's uh, Casino, and I don't know what it is about Boston and New York people that just keep me watching movies. And there's Miracle, you know, with Kurt Russell and these guys. So I'm talking to Jack O'Callaghan, OC, the toughest guy on that team. Hey, Jack, what is it about you growing up? Were you always in the penalty box, and and were you just a naturally tough guy growing up? And and what what were you know what made you that kind of hockey player? Well, you know, it's funny you ask that question. I mean, I grew up in a pretty rough part of Boston called Charlestown, Mass, which is in the city of Boston, one square mile, basically Irish Catholics. Uh, you know, three Catholic parishes, uh, three housing projects, and I grew up in a two-family. But, you know, that being said, it wasn't like a tenements or anything. I mean, like, you know, they were cop- you know people lived in my town with cops and firemen, and, you know, one end of the town, there was New England Teamsters, you know, truckers, one of the end of the town was the International Law and Showman's Association because we were on water. It's where the Battle of Bunker Hill was fought. You know, the U.S.S. Constitution is more there. But one, one square mile far to Boston, there's a lot going on. So there were bank robbers and, you know, that kind of stuff in my town. But there was a lot of, like, hard-working blue-collar guys. I and mean, we all generationally just love sports, you know. And, um, you know, in my town, believe me, I was far from being a tough guy. <laughs> there were so many tougher guys than me. But I was just competitive more than anything. You know, I, I really liked the – I liked – once I started playing the game, I, I started a little later. So I, I probably – my skill development was probably behind my friends. And, I mean, one way I could – you know, bridge that gap from my, my lack of skill or my, or my, you know, late development skill. I could bridge the gap was, you know, I just played harder than any, than any, anybody, you know, and, um, and so that led to a lot of, you know, you end up banging into people. It's hockey, right? You're banging into people and you got a hockey stick in your hand. And yeah, so I don't know. I just kind of developed that way. And then I used to wear glasses when I played, you know, like, cause I, I had some eye issues as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I wore bifocal glasses, and I'm playing hockey as a nine-year-old and ten-year-old. And, and people would get, you know, they'd bump into me with their shoulder or their elbow. My glasses would break, and my dad would get, my dad would be like, "You got to protect these glasses for Christ's sake!" Every time they break, it cost me twenty-five bucks, you know. <laughs> so I, I just didn't want to see my dad keep having to spend twenty-five bucks. So when anybody kind of got 
came near me, I would, you know, I'd be aggressively going uh, at them because I didn't want them to break my glasses. So I, my dad always said that that was the reason why I became, you know, such a bit of a, you know, a tougher player. Um, but I think it's just where I grew up, you know. I think the kids in my town that played hockey, we all grew up with the same sort of, uh, you know, blue-collar kind of personality. Right. Um, yeah, competitive and this and that. So I think that's where it came from. And, you know, we, we grew up fighting with each other and against each other. We were like one big family in Charlestown. You know, we'd fight amongst ourselves until <laughs> somebody from, like, South Boston or Dorchester walked into the town. Then we'd all be together and we'd fight against those guys. So I don't know. Wow. It's a fun but crazy place to grow up. Let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about where it came from and what took it so long. And yeah. also, you bring up one thing, and I want to talk. The intro of the movie, you, it's historical. All these moving parts from Vietnam to Richard Nixon, yeah. Watergate. To, so was that your thinking? And then yeah, how, was, how does it all go all, down? That was, yeah, that was all kind of my idea. So it really, it really went down when, uh, I mean, I don't know, HBO wanted to do a documentary on us. you know. So they did a one-hour documentary, which was great. Uh, we all, they had thousands, you know, probably a thousand hours of film to do a one-hour documentary. And uh, it was very well received. The first time they had ever done a one-hour documentary on anything. You know, these guys at HBO, I, we, we all agreed to participate in the thing, you know, and, and sit, for the, sit for, you know, interviews and all that. And then what happened was, you know, I guess we, we kind of took them at their word that this everything we did, all the work product and everything was, you know, and we were somewhat new to this. We had a warrior, but we kind of trusted them. Well, what happened was they took all of this information, all this work product, all this video and everything, and then they went to Disney and said, hey, we think we got a movie here, and we own all this work product. So Disney's like, well, this is awesome. They bought in, so they're going to do a movie, and they're going to pay Arizioni, Craig, and Herbie to be consultants. And then I got wind of it, and I was like, Arizioni told me, actually, and I was like, this isn't happening. So I, I you know, the movie's kind of moving along a little bit, so I wrote what was known as The Letter, and the producers told me, she said, oh, yeah, that was you, the email? I said, yeah, that was and I basically told them if they thought they were going to make a movie on the 80 Olympic team on the memories of three guys, Herbie, Craig, and, and Mike, I said they might as well name it Fantasia 2 because it's just going to, not going to be the tallest story. And I said on top of that, I'll get 20 of my teammates and we're going to, we're going to throw gasoline on this movie every chance we get. I said this movie will be an absolute failure and I'll tell the story how you basically stole all this stuff from us. And I go, people like us, you know, and they're not going to like Disney when you do that. So anyway, that stopped production <laughs> immediately. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, we, we all kind of talked about it and I was like, okay, look at, so I ended up finding a, um, I ended up finding a, an entertainment lawyer, George Tobia, and uh, George Boston guy. But uh, you know, he had he had had a pretty good history as an entertainment lawyer, and then he kind of got together with the lawyer we had over bio, and it all worked out. And eventually, they paid us a, a certain amount of money that we 100% split equally amongst our teammates, right? Which is the only way it can be done with our team because that's how we do things, right? It's like just because Mike scored the big goal, you know, it doesn't make him any more important than, you know, the backup goalie. I mean, that's how we look at it. You know, right, and I course. know Mike, obviously, is the captain, scored the big goal and everything else, and he's been able to monetize that for his entire career, which is phenomenal. I'm thrilled for him to be able to do that. But when it comes to inside the team, he's no different than any, anybody else. So when we're doing a movie like that, we ha it had to go equally across the, all of us. Um, and even to this day, you know, even if we've lost a couple guys, you know, everything – Anything we do, they get a full. Their families get a full share. So I love, um, it. love that's it. who we are, right? That's how we became 
the great team that we became and how we ended up winning is we had to stick together and we're doing it to this day. So that was cool. But when the movie started, you know, I mean, I got to know the director because his name's Gavin O'Connor and he's an Irish guy from New York and kind of grew up in a similar environment as I did, you know, cops and firemen and his family. And I don't know, we just clicked out in LA. We just met and he's like, you know, I hate the script, Jack. I want to, I want to kind of change some things. And I was like, well, look, I don't care what you do because we already got paid. I don't know how you rewrite the script. And he says, I'm the director. I can do anything I want as well. Okay, but look, I played football at Penn, too. I played football at Penn, and I know great teams has nothing to do, it has very little to do with what happens on the field of play. It has everything to do with what happens off the field of play. So I know, I need to know what made you guys come together and click. You know, I know it didn't happen on the ice, so... I was like, you know, just send me, look, Gavin, I was like, you know, we're having a couple beers and just kind of hanging out. And I'm like, just send me an email and just ask me a question when you're going through the whole thing. If you have any questions, I'll tell you what happened. So, you know, he asked me a lot of questions. He asked me questions and I'd reply. You could tell I'm kind of verbose anyway. And I, I, I you know, I'd, I'd answer his question, but I'd give him all this context and background. And then he'd, he'd say, hey, that's a great answer. He says, you know, you mentioned something here in, in your you reply to me, you mentioned this, like, what happened there? And I do the same thing. I give him perspective. So that's how, like, the, the skating in the dark scene was not in the original script. You know, I told him about it. He asked me about it. I give him the whole context and the background. Pushing the plane, the Christmas party, you know, like that we had was awesome. And then he asked me, what, why do people always say that, that this is greater than, it was much greater than just a hockey game? And again, I'm a, you know, I grew up on the battle, on the battlefield of Bunker Hill, Battle of Bunker Hill, you know, so that's where our country was founded. I'm a very proud American and, um, you know, I love the military and all that. And, um, you know, I just was like, you really want to know my opinion. If you want to know why this is more than a hockey game, you got to go back to World War II. You know, you got these World War II veterans who are the greatest American heroes and the greatest generation. And then you got their kids in Vietnam and like, they're seeing their kids, you know, their daughters are burning their bras and the, mm -hmm. the kids are protesting and running to Canada. And there's this giant disconnect between the, the generations. And I said, then you kind of go through the late 60s and the racism and into the, you know, the 70s when you got like Watergate. So, I mean, I just walked them right through the whole thing, the gas prices, blah, blah. And I said, and then you come to 1979 and you got hostages, okay? Right. And I goes, and you realize, like, the World War II generation and the Vietnam generation, they just couldn't get along. They just never agreed on anything. There was just this disconnect. And I said, the one thing that really brought everything together, all of that stuff that brought it together, was our team. It was. Over a two-week period in Lake Placid, you know, just full of emotion and full of pride in being an American and, you know, full of competitiveness and doing anything we could to stick together and, and uh, be cohesive. And, and it just it just... It brought everybody together, and it was like all of a sudden, you know, World War II dads were hugging their kids who protested Vietnam or something, right? Or liberal Democrats and Republicans, you know, actually were, you know, hugging it out. So, I mean, wouldn't that be fun to see nowadays? But, um, yeah, so that was it. And then I love the way Gavin handled it in the movie. I mean, that's how he started the movie. He started the movie with, like, you know, Hiroshima or something like that. So, yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, incredible. We're talking to Jack O'Callaghan. We're getting yeah. the skinny of Miracle on Ice before, yeah. during. I love it. O.C., you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I'm Steve Azar. You're in a Mississippi Minute. Visit Mississippi.org is the website you go to to find out all the cool things that you have to do right here. And I can't wait to celebrate that with my pal Jack O'Callaghan. We'll be right back to wrap it up.
Hey folks, I'm Steve Azar, and this is pretty cool. The Interactive Teller Machine, or ITM, is Guarantee Bank's latest and greatest way to serve us customers more effectively and conveniently. ITMs provide personal, face-to-face interaction with a live bank teller without having to leave the comfort and safety of your car. You can conduct almost any transaction as you would inside, including deposits, withdrawals, check cashing, account transfers, and even loan payment. Give the new ITM system at Guarantee Bank a try. And as always, thank you for trusting Guarantee Bank with all your banking needs. For more information, go to GBT online.com guarantee bank member fdic for a flipping good time come down to cock of the walk celebrating our 40th anniversary at cock of the walk voted the best catfish in mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens coleslaw and a skillet of our homemade cornbread with locations on the reservoir pocahontas and one mile from the grand Ole opry in nashville tennessee Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Ready for fall? Callaway's has everything you need, from beautiful fall color plants, pumpkins, and wheat straw, to trees, shrubs, soils, and mulches. Callaway's has just received another huge shipment of ceramic pots, all sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. We offer bulk soils for do-it-yourself projects. Callaway's offers landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. Whether it's getting the kiddos to school. I love you. Hi, Mom. Or taking it off-road and uphill. Oh, yeah! Yeah! woo <laughs> Oh, yeah, baby! We've got the right tires for you. Tire Depot has a huge selection of tires for every budget and every purpose. From everyday drivers to extreme off-road performance, Tire Depot has you covered. Alignments, mounting and balancing, lift kits, and general repair. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram. Is your prostate waking you up more often than your alarm clock? The fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart. Visit ProstateOnePerDay.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau. 
just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need. My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Dr. Callahan, OC, is my guest. I felt like I knew a new OC back in, you know, well before I met him because he was the cool guy on, on Miracle on Ice in the movie. And, of course, I've gotten to play uh, many BMWs and uh, back in the day of the Bob Hope with Kurt Russell. Uh, and uh, so and I was a fan of back in the used car days when Kurt was on used cars. So I got to tell him that later. But his portrayal of Herb Brooks, Coach Herb Brooks, was so cool. I want to so. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. That is an, never a side note. Visit Mississippi.org is a place to go. Please check it out. Uh, please check it out for your next getaway this weekend. All right. Jack O'Callaghan, OC, we got to wrap it up, but we got a few minutes. Um, how does Kurt Russell get casted? Do you have anything to do with that? No, no, nothing. But, you know, the thing is, uh, I heard later in Kurt's career, he was he was one of these guys that Disney found him, you know, when he was young, and they started using him in movies. And you know, back then, I'm sure Disney had like what's no what's now known as like the Q rating. You know, how do people yeah. like him? Do people have a good opinion of him? Is he wholesome? Blah blah blah. And um, so he was like a Disney guy, you know. And now Disney is doing this movie, and I heard that like they know that 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 Kurt can kind of carry a movie. He's got a presence. He can do anything. And he's a good guy. He works hard, you know, good influence on the set and everything else. So, um, and then plus Kurt probably wanted the job because I, he grew up in Springfield, Mass, playing baseball and hockey. And then he had a son, Wyatt, uh, he, he and Goldie, I think might be, I'm pretty sure it's their combined son. I know they've got sort of a multiple family situation going on, but I'm pretty sure Wyatt was a goalie and played like in the British Columbia Midget League. And there were stories always about how Kurt and Goldie be like going to watch the kids play. Like they were just hockey parents, like regular people. So I would say, you know, that's sort of how he ended up in that role. He's incredible. A great actor. A tombstone back yeah. in the days. Well, I mean, he's yeah. insane, right? A just insane yeah, actor. Great. A good guy. Yeah. And good guy. So yeah. was Herb Brooks... Was Coach Brooks that tough on you guys, or were y'all equally as tough on yourselves? Well, you know, it's funny, the Can- the, Can- the um, Minnesota kids, were they knew Herbie much better than I did. I mean, I, I only knew him through college, and we only played Minnesota when I was at Boston University. We only played him once. It was like the 1976 National Championship in the semifinal. So I don't have a good, ex- good experience about him. And the, the next time I really played against him, because, you know, you, we were East Coast college, they were West, we don't always play each other was in Moscow in 79 after I graduated in the World Cup. Now, and then he becomes my coach, you know. So, and then we, you know, we start the Olympic year and I make the team. And so, you know, these guys from Minnesota, they, they played three. Some of them had played Billy Baker like four years for him. And, you know, they were like, oh, man, this guy's, you know, hard. Like, even and after the movie, like, I thought it was a funny comment a couple of Minnesota guys made. It was like, yeah, boy, they got, boy, well, Kurt, you know, they get him, you know, the one thing that they did in, with Herbie's character is they really softened him up. 
was everybody that watches the movie, I asked the same question to me. Was Herbie really that tough? And I'm like, well, the Minnesota guys, they thought they softened him up for the movie. You know, so Kurt Russell, you know, wasn't nearly as like tough as Herbie. And your and the team, how it was chosen when he says, I didn't go after the best players, I went after yeah. the right players. Yeah. True? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, that it's kind of a funny thing. Even again, there was nobody who was taping anything back then, you know, they might write it down. I probably told the director that line, you know, because again, Gavin and I were talking a lot about stuff. I mean, even when he, he had said, Hey, what was Herbie's speech like at the you know, at the end of the game before the rushing game? And I mean right. no one knew, no I mean we kinda remembered and you know, I had a really good memory of all this stuff. You know, I had taken pictures, you know, I was really into photography back then, so I had photo albums full of pictures of our entire seven months together that I gave to the dresser of the movie because he wanted to see what kind of clothes we wore back then so he could actually dress our characters properly. And so, you know, anyway, with like, I mean, with her, it was just sort of kind of memory for this stuff. And when Gavin's like, so what did he say in the, in the locker room? I was like, well, I, here's how I remember his speech. And I, I didn't write a word for word that came out in the movie, but I, I did kind of write like, these are the themes of the speech in my mind. It was like, and his themes in the speech were like, you know, you guys were meant to be here at this moment in yeah. time. Yeah. Because this is your time, not their time. And you've all earned your rights, and you're standing on the shoulders of great American hockey players. And now you're here, and this is your moment, and you've earned the right to be here. So I kind of, you know, I, I wrote, like, the theme thematically what this Herbie speech meant to me and what I heard and this and that. So, and then, you know, and Gavin worked <laughs> on it and created this great speech, right? And Herb and Kurt, Kurt Russell gives it tremendously. So good. And so when we're watching the movie, the day of like the the premiere, we're all out in L.A. at, at this beautiful, you know, Cadillac Theater or whatever. And they wanted, I had already seen the movie two or three times because my character was, caused me to go to the sets and stuff. But of course. Now the entire team's sitting in there watching the movie. And it was dead silence for two hours. Yeah. We just looked like, everybody just sitting there silence, no one saying a word. When the movie was over, one of the first comments was, did Herbie really say that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I you know, it was like, because it was so different. You know, I'd seen the movie with the Hollywood foreign press, and they're cheering and screaming like yeah. the game was live, even <laughs> though it had happened 25 years ago. And uh, when I watched it with my teammates, you know, for the first time for most of them, it was dead silent. Yeah. And so it was a little bit, of, it was a pretty interesting experience, and, you know, I'm sure you could do, like, some kind of a study on that. Oh, but, uh, oh yeah. their time uh, is over. It's your time. Yeah. Now go out there and take yeah. it. I know it. Yeah, I can yeah. say it all. I, took out I can of do it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, "The hell with them. I'm sick and tired <laughs> of these guys." You know. I am. Uh, my I've had an outer body experience. I'm watching part of myself on the wall right now because it excites me. And Jack, it's been just so good to get to know you, Jack O'Callahan, OC yeah, thanks, Miracle Steve. on Ice yeah. 80 Hockey Team. Visit Mississippi.org yeah. is your home. Yeah. He's in Boston via Florida. He's in Florida right now. All right, yeah. brother. All right. Thanks, everyone. I'm Steve Azar, in a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Fox News Radio, late breaking, up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.